0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Vinyl Revelations podcast with your host Sharpie and The Captain, good evening Hello there So, Captain, what have you been up to this week?
1: Well, yeah, what have I been up to since the last episode? Ugh, not, nothing much, I and mean, things are starting to open a little bit here but such a faff for everything, you know, you know papers please, uh, I just can't be bothered with it. What about you?
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been working a lot. Managed to get out uh, camping with my boy. Oh, that's um, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I well, had a lovely time. Yeah. Nice cycle. Mm-hmm. Put the tent on the back of the bikes and uh, went out for a kind of lovely couple of days. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the weather's turned as well. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. things are looking up, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, if this weather continues, like, uh, if you're if you've been... In the UK, during the month of May, then you were unfortunate, because it was fucking terrible. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was, it was, the was cold, Jeez,
0: there right. was snow and everything, yeah. it was abysmal. Yeah. Um. But we yeah. seem to be thankfully over that, and yeah. summer has now decided to arrive. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. I think May was the, the sort of weather that you could imagine a band that we're going to, the band that we're going to discuss today would have been sort of, would have been, Omnipresent in their life. And yeah, making openly music. embraced, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So, going along with uh, tonight's discussion, um, what are we drinking tonight? Well,
1: we've got a bit of both. We've got a bit from last week, which was the Lost Archer Cider. Did you like that, Sharp? Loved that. Yeah, yeah. Very I, fresh. I could drink yep. that. Very, very meal. nice. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to make something, that yeah, regular something feature. a little bit different as well here. We'll
0: yeah, so a nice light um, kind of golden ale, bitter and twisted from yep. the Harvesting
1: Brewery. Uh, uh, what do you yeah. make of that? Harvesting Brewery. Yeah, I, I've heard of this one. They do a lot of. Uh, yeah, is that is that Dunbar? Am I am I might in the wrong place there. I can't remember. Yeah, I've I've had a few of these beers. They they're on draft in some bars. Yeah, it, it's quite nice. I quite like that one actually. Um, yeah. Obviously, last week I was saying um, I, I'm not too fond on the like the over fussy beers. This is. Yeah. This is nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's almost almost laggery almost laggery yeah but with yeah. just a bit more bite to it yeah yeah
1: mm. that's the thing like with some of the ales i find that they've got like a kind of a nippy sort of taste occasionally yeah you know um but this is yeah this is definitely almost try to be too clever with yeah the no i like that yeah that's fine yeah yeah so, yeah so we're got a few drinks um let's talk about a song or an album that's been suggested to us.
0: Yeah, so thanks very much for dropping in your suggestions to us, um, all things considered, and we will absolutely look at everything that you, you suggest to us. Mm-hmm. This one um, was suggested to us uh, by a guy who likes his music quite political. Um, he doesn't really mind, I don't think... Uh, so like Lady Gaga? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Steps Um, I don't think he really minds what particular genre the music is But I think the music has to say something It has to have a point to it Um,
1: So lyrics are very important
0: So I think lyrics are very important um, Which makes this album quite quite interesting So Mm -hmm. this week we're going to look at um, Discharge's debut album uh, Hear Nothing, Say Nothing, Say Nothing um from 1982. Yeah. Um, and it comes from the second wave of of, of punk mm-hmm. um and is probably the first of the real hardcore type punk albums. Yeah, yeah. Um now what did you think of this?
1: Well, I've listened to this album now three times, and uh the first time I listened to it I I really got into the first couple of songs. And I thought, yeah, this has got a vibe. I like this. It's, it's it's got aggression. It's got aggression. It's got a kind of cool, cool sound. Uh, and then it just, uh it sort of like every song sort of sounded a little bit the same. Mm. That they had the same sort of beat and the same sort of guitar sound and the same sort of like um, let's say like vocal delivery. But then I listened to it again and I thought, yeah, there's there's something there's something here. I quite I I quite like it. I can't quite put my finger on it. And the third time I listened to it, I thought, yeah, actually, this is. This is pretty cool. I don't know why it's cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not something I would probably have listened to because I think for most people listening to this podcast, the only time they've heard Discharge is from the Metallica cover. They got it. Garage Gallic Incorporated. Yeah. 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 That's, and, you know, by, that's like the last track on this album or the second last track. Mm. And the Metallica version is complete. well, it's very different uh, uh, to this. Um, so I kind of listened to this album a little bit superficially. Um, but having sat with you before the show, and looked at the lyrics, it's put it in a completely different frame of reference uh, to me. Um, and the person who suggested it is clearly uh, like right on the spot when it comes to like um, efficient uh, delivery of powerful messages.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's there's not a lot of lyrics. Like some of these yep. songs have four lines of lyrics.
1: Yep. Chanted
0: out. And chanted out. But what they say in so few words and so few lines is often confrontational. Yeah. Yeah. And straight to the point. So we've we've covered some bands who have maybe political themes or political Mm. messages, but leave the direct the direct message maybe a bit more ambiguous.
1: Yeah, they leave it... Uh, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. They kind of leave... They, they throw a bunch of ideas and concepts at you and they kind of leave it for you to interpret it. This is a bit more direct. This yeah.
0: is this is yeah. sometimes very direct. Like yeah. kicking you
1: between the eyes. Yeah, or, or between the legs. Let's... I think, I think it's important because maybe, you know, people um, our age discharge... Like this album came out, what do you say, in 1982? Um I mean, they've been around the whole time, but... Um, this is probably an album that, unless unless you were into punk, is probably a little bit before our time. So let's let's paint a picture for anybody who's sort of younger than us. What, what is this band? Where did they come from? Why might they sound like this? What was what was the kind of context? So they come
0: from Stoke and Trent in England. Yeah. Um, they are from the second wave of punk mm. in the late. 80s uh, sorry the the early 80s um, they had a few lineup changes building up to this and kind of develop their sounds to become more angular certainly heavier than uh, what was going around just around at the time so it was quite an organic um, process developing the band into, into how it created this this yeah. very, very particular sound.
1: Um, I think just to inter, interject there, so Stoke and Trent um, at that time in the, in the early 80s, it, Stoke and Trent was famous for potteries <laughs> um, and uh, sort of clay works. And in the early 80s, I suppose if you were using American terminology, this would be like a Rust Belt city. Uh, the Midlands of England, a lot of fabricated like factory work, was sort of decimated by the political situation and economic situation. So we're talking about kind of rainy days. This would have been a pretty rough time. You know, the 80s in Britain, for most parts of the country, was not a nice place to be. I mean, we were lucky being in Aberdeen, kind of quite affluent and sort of separated from the rest of the country. Most of the country would not have been... I you know, would not have liked to have grown up in so
0: the, the political context of yeah. this time i think is is, is vital Vite, yeah totally yeah. to 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 yeah what this band are trying to yeah. say, so it's Thatcherite right Britain yeah. right in the depths of it, yeah but also this um ongoing cold war yeah. fear yeah. um of of kind of nuclear yeah. obliteration um hanging over everybody's yeah. heads, so really quite an oppressive yeah. time.
1: Falklands War would have been just in the eighty one. I I yeah Yeah, I mean I think like so like you were talking about the first wave of punk so let's let's just classify that with like the sex pistols
0: yeah so the first wave of punk um, early to to mid 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 70s sex pistols clash um, there was a parallel in the states as well um the Ramones, things like that as well. Um, again the Stooges, yeah. that, that kind of and thing.
1: That's, that's still, to me at least, it's got like, it's kind of got its tone sort of rock and roll. Yeah. Just a bit, you know, everything sort of dialed up. Instead yeah. of like a leather jacket and sort of slicked hair, it's like the, what do you call it, the, the meat, Yeah. You know, the you know, dyed hair. Dog Martens, And all that sort of stuff. And like at the time, the sort of social thing was, you know, in the, this country, there was problems, but, they were going to get superseded by even greater problems in the 80s, you know.
0: Absolutely, and then kind of in the late 70s as these social issues um, progressed, but also the musical dynamic um, kind of progressed as well. So you had um, overblown, inflated um, music from... um, Pink Floyd, yes. Pink Floyd, yes, and all these guys. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think... You know there was a continuing theme of people being a bit fed up with this, yeah. and that continued into the yes. into the late seventies, yeah. um, to the point where you got the second wave of of punk. Yeah. Um, developing, which was, to my ear, a lot harder than the f- the first wave. Oh Jesus! Night It's night, and um, day. It's night and day. So you had bands in the UK like Minor Threat, GBH, mm-hmm. Crass, and then of course discharge as well but then you also in the states had um bands like uh, i think the germs and black flag mm-hmm, yeah. um, damaged
1: yeah. came out about the same time as well um i think a lot of these the thing that sort of ties these bands all together is like this is a time um in in big cities uh where like really the social cohesion of the cities are sort of breaking down mm-hmm. you know, like in in uh, you know in bristol which is not far away from Stoke and Trent, you had the sort of race riots in Brixton in London. You had race riots in uh, Liverpool, there was uh, union uh, problems. Uh, you know, closer to home here in Scotland, you know, like Dundee and Glasgow, like where their manufacturing sections were just completely obliterated. Mass unemployment, you know, real people had little hope, and if you were in a kind of well, what would you call a comprehensive school in America? I don't know what you call that. Uh, state
0: a state school, just like yeah. yeah,
1: an inner city school. You know, you know, your your hopes were not were not good. You wouldn't have had much money. In fact, you know, us coming from Aberdeen, it was like oil money from Aberdeen that was basically paying everybody's uh, you know um, benefits. You know, that's what the, the yeah. government basically did. Um, and, yeah, so you wouldn't have had money to spend time in a fancy studio like Pink Floyd. No, you just had a guitar and an amp. And, and a lot of rage. Absolutely pissed off, yeah. 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 And, you know, we are talking earlier about police. You know, you, I can imagine that, you know, you know, <laughs> back in the day when a policeman was walking along the street and saw a punk, they would have, you know, they would have just pulled you across the street and said, what are you doing? Where, you, where have you been? Have you been... You've been, uh, can I smell my cannabis on you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have been a good time to be a young person at all.
0: Yeah, so, going to the music of this album. Mm. Um,
1: Hard, fast, heavy. Yeah,
0: All Music gave it a four out of five. Uh, Punk News gave it a four and a half out of five. Mm -hmm. Um, Treblezine named it as one of the top ten Punk albums of all time.
1: Yeah.
0: Can you understand why this this album, despite its... Um, despite the this, this sound is, is, is regarded, or because of the sound, is regarded so highly?
1: Well, I think now that I've looked at the lyrics, which I neglected to do beforehand, um, I, I definitely now see... How uh, kind of like vital and and sort of uh, influential it is in the kind of the metal music that we sort of ended up uh, listening to. I mean, I love the album cover itself. I mean, the album title ty- the album's called "Hear Nothing, See Nothing, Say Nothing." And the album, if, for those who haven't seen it, it's got an, it's uh, it's a black cover with black and white photographs split into f- like four quadrants: an ear, an eye, a mouth, and then it's actually a cabbage which has been cut in half, yeah, which I suppose is supposed to be the brain. You know when when I see that the first thing I think of is actually like the carnet, uh, car, uh carcass albums. Remember, like later in the eighties, mm-hmm. where it was like dissected bodies and yeah. shit like that. That's the first thing I kind of think of. It's a very strong image. But where I'm looking at the lyrics to "A Hell on Earth," you know, well, I mean, Sharpie, do you explain 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 this?
0: It's there's. Very little lyrics in a lot of these songs. I mean, the songs aren't long, are they? You know, there's there's one and a half to three minutes. Yeah, there's there's one over three minutes. Um, Some of these lyrics are almost like brutalist poetry.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think the thing, the word that I would describe is pointillism. It's kind of like throwing like blobs of paint. At the canvas uh, you know each color represents kind of some sort of feeling you know, like red and black and yeah you know like you know die and death and whatever you know what i mean
0: i mean it's very brutal yeah. lyrics I, I mean
1: i think that particular song is hell on earth is I mean, to me i'm interpreting that as like nuclear holocaust or yeah there's
0: there's a there's a lot of that there's also yeah. songs about napalm and the yeah. effects of napalm as
1: well i mean interestingly you know if you just saw those lyrics like on a piece of paper you would have thought that's kind of like thrash metal you know kind of creator or toxic you know like with the Sodom you know, kind of later 80s bands you can see where they get get that so the influence of this album Mm. when it was suggested
0: to us Mm. I thought great Mm. an interesting album Um, I obviously heard of Discharge um, and thought I don't really know much about them but actually when I When I saw the track list of this Mm. and actually started listening to it, I realised that I know half this album. Mm. Um, And it's through covers. Okay. So from the heavy metal bands that I listen to, Mm. there have been so many covers of this Mm. punk album. So Machine Head covered... um, the possibility of life's destruction on the "More Things Change" album. Yeah. All right. Um, Free speech for the dumb was covered by Metallica. Um, the protest and survive was covered by Anthrax and Attack okay. of the Killer Bees. So, I thought, oh, I know. Th- I actually mm. know this album, so I actually found it very easy to get into, and from the music that we listen to, this album is is a seminal yeah. album. I mean, we listen to heavy metal, mm. but all of our all of the bands that we listen to cite this album as as, as being mm. so influential. Yeah. Um, Max Cavalera, um, on an interview, speaks about when he first um, picked this up and it was like nothing he'd, he'd, he'd ever yeah. heard. Neurosis, the guitarist from Neurosis, said they essentially wouldn't exist without Discharge, Mm. and this album in in particular. So this punk album is essentially a crossover album. Yeah. And I know that there's a um, historical uh, thing with punk purists who like to completely disassociate themselves with other types of of music and like Mm. it's punk is punk is punk. Yeah. And... I don't think that's strictly true because if you listen to Power Trip, now oh, yeah. you know massive hardcore mm-hmm. punk influence and obviously Discharge, you know. Yeah. Um, just about everybody I I listen to, mm-hmm. you know, Rob Flynn, Machine Head, yeah, um, Entombed,
1: you know. Did you ever get into bands like Converge, kind of later or sort of two thousand, yeah, sort I've, of like I've, hardcore bands? So
0: I mean, this is actually almost like a gateway to that that oh. hardcore type thing. So I mean, I I really like Converge, Chaindo, that, and um, yeah, it's very much of a a kind of a gateway in, mm. in, in 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 into that. So can you see where, like the likes of Max Cavalera, took the influence yeah. from from this yeah. and 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 added it to like the Sepultura sound?
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, well, one hundred percent. I mean, I'm looking at the lyrics here to the I think it's the third track. I won't subscribe now. The first when I saw those li- the title, I was actually thinking of like kind of contemporary subs- subscription, i.e., like you know logging into the system. But of course, I've got a. Reverse my head back to 1982 So the lyrics, for those who don't know Is kept in line with rifle butts and truncheons Beaten up behind closed doors I won't subscribe to the system Hands that tighten around my throat Repeat <laughs> And Max Cala Valera living in Brazil um, Again, very similar sort of situation Politically uh, very difficult Life in the flavela, Police using, you know uh, Well, machine guns, basically On people. people um, I can hear those lyrics and that vibe in sepultura those early albums 100% and those lyrics there are so resonant of today as well
0: yeah i mean the the appropriateness of a lot of these lyrics to current day affairs yeah. is actually quite startling yeah. i mean I, I don't want to speak about the the politics of 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 current events mm. you know do this this whole thing yeah. but i mean the 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 confrontational politics of the album is such a big aspect definitely, of it definitely yeah um that it it, it can't be denied mm. um you know there's anarchic type um lyrics about not conforming to the system there's anti-war mm, lyrics yeah. there's anti-nuclear yeah um lyrics through this
1: um It's they're almost like kind of uh, punk haikus, you know. <laughs> they're, they're mini political speeches, yeah, aren't they? The smell like, of death is near. Its presence ever near. Final bloodbath is coming. It's just around the corner. <laughs> so,
0: kind of sticking with it with the music, yeah. the actual music of of the yeah. band and 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 the album. I think. They have a heavier guitar sound in a lot of punk bands. Even like oh, if, you, Christ, if yeah. you listen to you know the Black Flags, Damaged. Mm. There's a it's very trebly. A lot of it. Great. Yeah. And yeah. whereas yeah. there's a bit of pan muting through yes. this, there's um, a lot of gain. Yeah. Um, and for a punk album, the solos. Mm. I mean, there's one or two songs where the guitar work is actually just kind of manic soloing yeah, yeah. under the shouted yeah, shouted yeah, yeah. lyrics yeah. which for a punk band I find sometimes quite quite surprising.
1: Yeah, I mean this album when it must came out in 82 must have just been like like uh, like a UFO or something it just must have been like you know so heavy so aggressive you know I can't think of anything remotely close actually when I really think about it you know like an 'eighty two, Iron Maiden Killers nowhere near as heavy no as this. absolutely not and even you
0: know? yeah I mean even I, I, even if you listen to contemporary stuff of, of this type there there's an underlying I think that's the thing about it there's an underlying heaviness to, particularly to that guitar sound and the the bass that that f- follows yeah. the the riff a lot yeah. of the time
1: and you've got to also put yourself in the context this is not like you know like in the 80s you know us listening to this, we're kind of desensitized mm. to it. You know, we've heard heavy music, we've heard eight string guitars, blah, blah blah blah. You know, you've heard, heard hardcore, and you've heard it yeah. all. You know, this is like, you know, in nineteen eighty two, you would have never heard anything like this. You know, this is, you know, this is like going from page three to some sort of like hardcore pornography in an instant. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's,
0: and and th- I had that realization as well. Um, about three quarters of the way of listening to it, kind of for the first time, yeah. I thought. This was nineteen eighty two. Yeah, You know, there's what was what sounded like this at the time, and this is really the. Oh.
1: Well, I mean, nineteen eighty two. You would still have been like tailing the disco thing. Yeah, You know what I mean.
0: Yeah. So it's a real mm. lightning in a bottle moment. Oh Jesus! For for punk mm. for music in 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 general, yeah, and actually kind of for this band because. The album after so that... This is
1: their first album, yeah. And this is yeah.
0: their first album, so they, they didn't release their next album until 19, 1986. Um, really? Yeah, I, I believe. album. So Brave New World mm. was was, mm. was after this, and they, they go metal. Right, they go yeah. I'll, like I'll check
1: that out, I'm kind of intrigued. To, yeah, the, it's uh,
0: quite yeah. a different sound, so I don't know if they kind of progress beyond that punk... Mm kind of ethos and wanted to expand themselves a bit more musically you know because they obviously had the yeah. had the talent there there was a bit of a lineup change as well yeah. um kind of through as as well so you know kind of different dynamic enter, entered the band so even for this band this album is a lightning in the bottom moment you know and yeah. for, for this one album to have such a huge influence through
1: a lot of the music that, yes. that, that we listen do you, I'm to. I'm just Do you know when the band formed? Uh, 1977. 1977, oh right, so they did form like in the kind of early punk years. Yeah. But they obviously just like pushed right through that envelope and. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, so I mean, there's other aspects of it. So the infamous D beat. Yeah, talk to me about that. Yeah. Um, so it's a drum pattern. Um I mean I I'm not a drummer no um but essentially this drum pattern um it, it created a whole new genre um it's not just the drum beat but it's Can it's you, also
1: um explain this drum beat through uh, the medium of like dance or something Oh no, I, I, no. I'm i clack clack <laughs> Yeah
0: it's it's uh, it when you hear it you, you kind of
1: yeah when you hear it you know it you know yeah,
0: it yeah. instantly it's yep. just that that absolute punk sounding drum beat
1: yep. you know and it's actually quite a it's, it's can, I, can I just ask uh, and maybe you don't know the answer to this so um, like the, the only band that I was kind of remotely familiar to uh, or contemporaneous is Moorhead now obviously the Animal or is it Filthy Animal Filthy Animal band, to, yeah he had quite a unique sort of like drum beat sort of style if you think of this with it. Is that is it anywhere close to that or yeah it's like, very close to right, that okay. I mean there
0: was yeah talking about like crossover bands yeah. Yeah,
1: you yeah, know yeah.
0: there was absolutely motorhead so yeah. they you know they'd they, they, they they'd lived through the blues explosion mm-hmm. that wasn't for them they yeah. wanted to progress mm-hmm. things beyond that they dragged in a bit of you know metal a bit of yeah. you know the punk thing that was going on at the at the time and yeah. You know Lemmy, often you know in a lot of his interviews, yeah. often said that he was the only guy with long hair in punk gigs. Mm-hmm. You know in the early eighties. Yeah. You know, so he embraced the yeah. whole
1: punk thing in a big, big way. So actually, just uh, you know, I always like to talk about the kind of looks of bands and stuff. So, do you know what did Discharge look like? Was they like, look like punks. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah I, but were they like, were they like Vivian Westwood punks, or were they like biker thug punks? Uh, do you
0: know what I mean by that? Yeah, no, like the oh, yeah, I, I do know what you know about that. So um, like
1: for people who don't know, like Vivian Westwood was like a kind of London um, uh, like fashion designer, and she took a lot of the punk thing and the sort of tartan and the sort of pinks and the garish yellows, sort of melded that in. When I'm talking about like thug punk, it's like skinhead uh, tattoos, more of a meld. So, yeah,
0: bit. so I think I think we got we we'll have to be a little careful. Yeah. With this, because I think it maybe goes back to the the back to the politics mm. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, these are these are very left wing. Yep. Yeah. Um, Individuals, indivi- politics, mm. and expressed through the yeah. through this music. So you know, um, they, I mean, th- to my mind, they're you know they 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 are punks. They've got leather
1: jackets. Yes. Yeah. You know, spiked hair. hair, right? Okay. You know, um. But definitely, for, like, if you if you were to look at the kind of like the sort of tree of of uh, punk looks, this is where it splits. Like one way to go in this sort of like narcissistic style. Yeah, than,
0: definitely, definitely towards that narcissistic yeah, style, rather you than know. the kind of
1: like avant garde. You know, because I mean, like, I suppose we were talking about disco just briefly as earlier. You know, the music that was contemporary at the time would have been the sort of synthwave. Not synthwave, excuse me. Um, like keyboard kind of uh, synthesizer thing, you know, like Depeche Mode or Ultravox or you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know that kind of thing, you know, Human League or whatever, I suppose. But yeah, we're looking at a picture here. You know, it's a brick courtyard. It's you know, is that a toilet seat in the corner? Yeah, it is a toilet seat <laughs> it's in the corner. You know, they're waiting, sort of. You know, well, they they just look like like normal kids. They've got Is he wearing like a bullet belt there? I bet you got that from Lemmy. They've got leather jackets studded and they've got, I wouldn't say spiky hair, just sort of like, I suppose they're punk, but they're not uh, dressed as punks, if you know what I mean. So like, obviously the the Sex Pistols, you know, they kind of were, uh, you know, like we were talking about last week, like they were putting on a show, you know, these guys look like they're off the street. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, almost like, there's a bit of an, uh, almost like an unassuming kind of look. They're not, I guess, of all the bands we've covered, the visual aspect of them is, is probably the least kind of concerning thing about them, isn't it? Well,
1: it's the least developed, but it's probably the most honest, you know, in a sense. That's a good way know. of putting
0: it, yeah, that, maybe more more honest, you yeah. know. Um,
1: but I mean, like I say, like, back in the day, you know, like, that. You know, you got to remember in 1982. You know, you know, <laughs> mobile phones. I mean, you, some houses might have been lucky to have had a telephone in their house. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, did we have color TV back then? No, there
0: way. would have been three yeah. TV
1: channels. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about this in previous episodes. Like Britain in the eighties, for the most part, was not a nice place to be. Yeah. You know, it was really, I mean, economically, it was a basket case. We were, uh, you know, economically, it was just terrible. Culturally, yeah, it was living off the fat of, you know, the withered fat of an empire. You know, if you watch James Bond films, like, you know, that's complete propaganda. It didn't look anything like that. (laughs) It was a complete shithole. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, (laughs) absolutely. More or less, you know, unless you lived in kind of like maybe... Like suburban middle England, or like we were fortunate to live up in, you know, you know uh, Aberdeen's kind of oil and fishing type areas. So, you know, the rest of it was whew, we wouldn't have been a nice place to live, especially like in the in the big cities. Um,
0: so, I mean, do, do you do you listen
1: to much punk? Uh, do I listen to much punk? Uh, the answer would be uh, no. I had a few Sex Pistols songs and I thought they were quite good, but you touched on it earlier. I do have some Entombed albums mm-hmm. and uh, I like what they did with it. And I think it's probably just a, you know, a function of the fact that you know I came of age in the 90s. I didn't listen to death metal then, but as I've mentioned previously, I'm terrible for being on the ball with things, with the exception of Synthwave. Yeah. I always have to look back in time to see things that I missed, it's like a fine wine or a smelly cheese. <laughs> I
0: mean, the, I guess it goes back to, to, you know, the influence of this this album, because it really did pave the way for...
1: Well, I, I, I could see a straight way. Yeah. A straight, like, you know, bands like Sodom and Creator as we already mentioned, Sepultura, uh, I can see where Anthrax picked up on this, you know, um, maybe more, they've obviously melded that with the sort of Ramones kind of party, you know, uh, bebop sort of, sort of thing, but you can see it uh, a million miles away. What I, what I am kind of intrigued of is actually how that influenced Metallica, because obviously, like, the first Metallica's Kill 'Em All came out, was it 3 mm-hmm. So the year after this, and to me, I always thought like that album had a sort of punk speed but it was almost like country and western you know <laughs> like so, I mean, the, the, and then, then the next album was much more like if, symphonic almost no?
0: it, yeah i think if you look at um cliff burton you know he's and um Cammett, you know they've hmm. been were kicking around in misfits um shirts and oh things yeah like that. of course and i think max cavaletta probably alluded to how you know, you're right, there's only a year between this album coming out and Kill Em All, isn't yeah. it? Eighty three. Yeah. Kill 'em all came out. So Max Cavalto was telling a story about going into a record shop and speaking to the guy behind the counter. Yeah. So the the guys who run these shops were always a little kinda of ahead of the Curve with yeah, yeah, yeah. things coming out, yeah, so they yeah. were like plugged into um, tape trading at yeah, the yeah. time. They were plugged into um, the record labels and what was coming out um, a little bit ahead of time. So, you know, they could suggest things to the kids that were coming at, yeah, yeah, yeah. coming into the shop. So, oh man, if you like fast heavy stuff, why don't yeah. you try yeah. this on for size? You know, so it might be, you know, the latest kind of new wave of mm-hmm. rich heavy metal thing another week it might be something like black flag or, or discharge mm-hmm. and um max Cavalera, uh tells a story about he gets a tape one side's discharge and the other sides um like some sort of new metal band that yeah. i've, I've kind of never heard of and you know he loved yeah. know, the aggression and the speed yeah. um of it and you know i thought well you know from developing that affection you know, then adds it yeah. to an integral part of, of his band's sound you know mm-hmm. and I, I guess that's replicated through all of these all of these bands whether yeah, it's yeah. several or uh, neurosis or you know Machine Head or whoever mm. you know? um so it's I, I guess a cultural thing of of that that old school kind of tape kind of trading kind of
1: scene you know yeah i mean um it's funny like uh this evening um um talking about tapes i've actually brought to sharpie's house uh, a mini disc player i was <laughs> i've been recording uh, stuff on that um yeah i think tapes back in the day i mean you were saying that you had a cd player but you must have had a, a cassette oh
0: absolutely won, yeah you? yeah absolutely. Yeah. i mean i i religiously yeah. copied yeah. tapes and yeah, recorded, recorded sort of stuff the off the radio yeah, yeah. and yeah yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah
1: did you give your uh, your uh, the girl you fancied a, a, a soundtrack tape? No.
0: Yeah. All, all, all my girlfriends at the time were into the same music that I was. So. Oh, right, okay, cool. <laughs> There's no tape trading required okay, Just <laughs> trading of bodily fluids. <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> um, yes.
1: Uh, well, I mean, just to jump in there, so like, like you've got like, uh, what's his name? Um, Johnny Rotten, and you've got um, uh, Joy Ramon. Who is the singer for this band? Oh, we have to. We have. We're not so uh, ri- uh, well read up on this band. No, I mean it's it's because Well, the only time I've seen this band before the before we started uh, listening to the album was actually um, there was a. A Motorhead, um, it might have been the Lemmy movie, or it might have been a Motorhead documentary, but Motorhead were touring the UK in the sort of mid to late 2000s with Discharge, and I kind of found it like a curious sort of mix, because obviously to me, Motorhead were like a heavy metal band, and then you saw Discharge, and they kind of looked, um, (laughs) slightly comical, um, But, it's interesting, uh, we were talking last week briefly about, um, what's his name, Uh, Billy Idol. Looking at them and early Billy Idol, or I think his band was Generation X or Gen X, I think, they're not too far away from one another. Have we got the singer yet, Sharpie? If we... Ah, go down there. We're just looking at Wikipedia here. List of discharge members. This is going to be like as long as my arm, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, they had you know huge, yeah. huge lineup changes kind of through the through their career.
1: Yeah, we'll have to come back to you on that one. <laughs> we, um, that wasn't such an easy question.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I I, I, I sit in a funny place with, with with punk that you know I I should like the speed and the aggression and like most of the that genre of, of music but i tend to find myself being a bit more selective when i listen to punk as to sifting out the good from the bad mm. because i don't tend to do that with metal and i just kind of like like it all almost you know mm. but um i think i kind of wonder if there's often uh, differing qualities in a lot
1: Well, I mean, I think if you just get into sort of like brass tacks, you know, I don't. You're not a punk fan, and I'm not a punk fan, um, but uh, we're pretty open, and we can see where things, you know, you know, there's not defined borders. You know, when you live in an island, you do tend to think of like other places as being completely separate. But like, if you live in the continent, you know, people in Germany speak French where they live near the French border, and people who live in Germany who live near the Polish border speak Polish, and vice versa and so like when it comes to music that is even more so the case where like genres are just things are made up by journalists yeah or uh, or promoters to kind of just give you a guide you know what is this thing you're listening to oh it's something called punk and this band over here well moorhead they are well they're a metal band but they're a bit punk but you know, they're a bit of rock and roll as well. Bit bit you know, yeah. Whereas the band over at Ramstein, well, what are they? Are they well, you know, can's metal or like industrial? There's some. You know, it's just that. It's just that name. And I mean, if you look at kind of what we listened to is
0: in our in our teens, mm. kind of going back to what I said in the last episode that there was so much good music out. Well, at uh, that time, were you, you, were you was...
1: into Green Day? I suppose at that time.
0: Uh, yeah, I was. Mm. And. You know, I think Green Day have kind of fallen off a cliff a wee bit, but yeah, absolutely. So there was, you know, there was... um, Blink-182. Blink-182. Well, they were a bit later, but there was um, The The Offspring. Skater skater Punk. Yeah, there was the whole Skater Punk thing. There was The Offspring, um, and there was Green Day and and, and bands like that. But, you know, it was just a whole melting pot of -hmm. of, of bands and genres that we kind of didn't care what
1: they were yeah, you're you know, aware of the the tottenhosen they're sort of german punk band vaguely yeah. aware of them they, just that um the look is very similar to discharge uh, yeah the sound is not but uh yeah um yeah yeah green day they, they like um I, I what was the famous album that was came out like in the mid-90s what? dookie yeah that's it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. quite different <laughs> do you have
0: the time to listen to me I mean there's a huge I think the difference between that and and what this album is that there's well, 19 day. it's it's and days. there's a um pop sensibility to like the vocal hooks in this where yeah. there's there's no essence of any of that I don't think there's any eyeliner
1: in Discharge members. <laughs> no, no.
0: Um, I mean, th- this is raw, confrontational, um,
1: deliberately provoking yep. in your face. I suppose for me, and maybe yourself as well, the closest thing that I know to Discharge before I actually listening to them would have probably been Henry Rollins. And even then, I know more about Henry Rollins rather than his actual music. Yeah, You know? Yeah, I think that's a a, character. I
0: wonder if that's the case for a lot of people, and then you know, they stick on black flag and think, "Oh, because <laughs> I mean, he's a very articulate,
1: oh geez. Yeah, yeah. Very good. guy, yeah. you know." Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever, there's a thing on YouTube. Um, of course, everything's on YouTube. It was like kind of like Henry Rowlands, kind of like he must have like been touring the UK, and the, like you know, BBC must have like been following him around, you know. And, oh God, what intense guy, you know, like, he'd go going, you know, like, like his thing was, like, he'd wear like, kind of like, uh you know, like 80s football shorts, you know, like, they were like really short, you know, now they're down to here, remember, yeah. they're up, they're up yeah. Yeah, near your sort of ball sack, uh, he'd wear those, no shoes, no socks, nothing, blast out on the stage, and then he'd, sort of, after like the show, he just wanted to like, kind of, like decompress yeah you know but of course when when do all the people come in like knocking on the door you know and you get some people that are open the doors like hi I was a sure show and you just like you know you see the rage <laughs> building yeah yeah you know, you know like that movie that scene in Commando where he, like Arnie's head turns like really really slow <laughs> and he says give me
0: my time <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's just invasive isn't it I mean yeah. that's that's terrible like you know yeah
1: yeah, deep guy, but um yeah, I don't know too much about the the, the music. But yeah, if you check that uh, documentary out, I think it
0: would be I mean kinda of going back to you know the you know the kind of the, how articulate Henry Rollins is, I mean there's there's an intelligence behind this this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um you know, to say so much with so little lyrics, um I just—I mean, some of the lyrics I—I I think are actually genius level, you know, almost. Do, a, do
1: you have a favorite song from the album? Favorite, I, uh, or a favorite set of lyrics?
0: Yeah. I I really like, um, the possibility of life's destruction. Mm. Um. Can you hear the sound of an enormous door slamming in the de- depths of hell? The possibility of life's destruction—I think that's
1: just—it
0: mm. creates such a vivid yeah, yeah, yeah. mental image yeah. and that's as I said you know two choruses yeah. do
1: you know what actually, done it kind of like um, the lyrics and when you read those lyrics out there it kind of reminds me of like viral advertising do you know what I mean yeah uh, which is kind of common nowadays you know like do you know the edge of your power or something like that yeah. you know, or you know some of the ridiculous like L'Oreal or something but that kind of um, very succinct powerful message you know, it's, well I was going to say it's political of course it's political yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of political messaging is, is like punk I suppose now
0: yeah and the the other song and it's the title of the song that is actually very clever mm-hmm. is and children mm-hmm. and children so to Answer question, a quest answer. Yeah, yeah. answer a question with the same mm. words. Mm. So it's saying so are children involved mm. yeah. with this as well. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, they are. No yeah. no one escapes this. And that no one's spared. Yeah. And I mean that's bleak yeah, yeah. and it's um nihilistic. Oh, yeah. But um and I mean the lyrics to the song. In agony they cry and scream, and children and, and children, children you know and I mean that's that's massively powerful you yeah, know, massively yeah.
1: there, powerful there's a, there's a few um, like the early um, there's a couple of like, like you know sort of John Hurt type movies from the early 80s I mean I suppose the like 1984 one like that kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? institutional type situation mm. you know like harsh you know like in an asylum type like language you know like as you can see, the, and children, yeah. You know, are we going to slaughter the children and the children? Yeah. You know, you, you, you know what? I, if you if you kind of know Britain and the architecture of that time, that sort of the the vet like decayed Victoriana, you would have you you can sort of hear hear like you know matrons without kind of warmth. You know. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Have you ever seen the movie um, Elephant Man? Oh yeah, you know the way that they sort of like the people who take advantage of Joseph Merrick or John Merrick. Or yeah. Anything, you know the way that they sort of speak. You know, just a kind of an object. You know, a thing, not and human.
0: patronising. Yeah
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I can understand it's, that parallel.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, no, no warmth or kind of kindness. Yeah. Know, just you know, just uh-huh. brutal. Yeah, and street sort of street urchins just being treated like.
0: I mean, yeah. Know, I mean. You just have to go to the song Hear Nothing, See Nothing, Say Nothing yeah. You know, for that. Mm-hmm. Lied to, threatened to, Cheated and Deceived, Hear nothing, See Nothing, Say Nothing. <sighs> I, I mean it's it's just yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's it sums that up pretty perfectly. I mean the more I listen to this album, the, the more I see and hear the genius behind yeah, it. Yeah. Um I just I, I actually think this might be one of the most important albums of all time yeah. for its political statements for its for the way it sounds for the way it progresses a movement in yeah. itself the punk yeah. movement but also for its future influence yeah. on on almost there there's probably no Music that I listen to that isn 't in some way yeah. touched by by this album, not necessarily this band mm. but this particular album, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I would say if people are going to check this album out, I would definitely suggest that they buy a physical copy of it so that they have the lyrics to hand to read because I think it will make uh, the experience of listening to it so much more um, uh, uh, visceral. Yeah. And because uh, as I say I listened to it on a streaming service and I couldn't quite pick up the lyrics. But now looking at the lyrics uh you know on a piece of paper, I'm like, whoa, this yeah. it like it really ratches it up a, a gear. And I can just imagine like kids, you know, in Shitty Britain in eighty two, you know, in their room, you know, <laughs> with the you know, their sort of tweed jumpers, <laughs> you know, and you know, uh like listening to that. On the steady reading the lyrics, and just you know, minds you know completely blown. You know, this is my reality, and you know everybody else is telling me that this is not my reality. Yeah. But somebody finally, somebody is saying this. You know. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's a shame almost that you've you've only heard it on a streaming service because I think a lot has to be said for the production quality as well. For, uh, you know, what was a. Essentially, an underground release yeah. at the time. Um, you know, Clear Records was a guy who who runs his music label out, out of his music shop. Yeah. Um, the production quality for such a chaotic album is 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 actually exceptional, um, and it's like I can't remember who who it was. Imperial triumphant that you described as always kind of. Teetering on the brink of 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 falling apart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, this is very like that in places where just the the anger and the chaos and the the aggression just is just on the on the verge of 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 all falling apart. But it's the production quality through this that kind of holds it together and 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 kind of pushes it through. Mm-hmm. You know that the, everything that 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 they're trying to yeah. express. So I mean yeah so I think getting a physical copy of of, of the album is is probably
1: yeah, definitely
0: so. yeah. the, you know the the way the way to to listen to it. I mean I had to go to Discogs mm-hmm. to get a copy I know there's a reissue of it but um I th- I think I mean I, sometimes with reissues they add um additional songs remixes and things like that but you know with certain albums you you like just yeah, to get the di- the definitive yeah. statement yeah. and this is one of those albums yeah. where you just want to hear what did people hear in this in 1982 yeah. you know and yeah. these yeah. these 15 songs or whatever none you know none me. of the none of the fluff just just give it to me straight you yeah. know and, um so yeah quite quite a quite a powerful album this i I think
1: i think so yeah um i would say uh, even if you're not a punk fan i can't say that i am i think it's definitely well worth a listen um and if you are intrigued then you know spend a little bit of money buy the album The, the album cover is cool yeah the lyrics are amazing um and you know the lyrics and the vibe of this album are somehow prescient for now yeah i mean
0: that absolutely and i think when an album becomes like almost seminal i mean Mm. although this is possibly some people would class it like an underground record that when an album becomes seminal it, it, it it doesn't age Yeah, and scott ian of anthrax is And he's right by saying this, like you put this on now, it sounds as vital now as it did, you know, when he first heard it in 1982. Mm -hmm. It it hasn't aged. I don't think this album's aged in any way. I think the politics is a big part of it. The sound has another part of it. But again, going back to the production quality, you know, it it all ties in together to create, you know, a, 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 a seminal album.
1: Surely, surely, surely. So, I think that's a pretty good place to stop unless you've got any final words, Mr Sharp?
0: No, um, I just hope everybody's enjoying what we'll have to say about the albums that we Mm. cover. Um, And yeah, thank you for for suggesting uh, bits and pieces to us. And Mm. like I say before, we'll we'll consider everything and anything. Um, I hope that this is um, covered... You know what other people think of 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 this album and uh, get in touch if you disagree. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, but be gentle. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, yeah. So like hashtag VRPC on Instagram and or Twitter. I think yeah, we're on, on Twitter. Yeah yeah. 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 So, um, uh, so yeah, check us out. Um, have you decided what we're going to listen to next week? Have we decided? Actually? I
0: don't think we've. Done. We're going to Fear Factory are releasing um, their 10th studio album yeah. next month yeah. so I think we'll ha- probably have to cover some Fear Factory
1: let's do that yeah so we'll we'll cover our Fear Factory album that probably means the one that we so <laughs> um, will we'll, we'll, we but we'll we may throw a
0: curveball in there as well
1: curveball but in there for... to be confirmed yeah okay right so Fear so, Factory coming back to you soon and hard
0: <laughs> so thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time adios amigos